Hey guys, I just want to take a moment to thank today's sponsor. Sponsor for today's episode is Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First of all, it's free, and there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. That's where this podcast was made, and maybe that'll be where your podcast will be made. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Harnesses are not necessarily designed to stop a dog from pulling. I've said it. Might be an unpopular opinion, but it's true. Dog harnesses are not necessarily designed to stop the dog from pulling you. What do I mean by that? So yes, there are harnesses that are specifically stated and marketed as a way to stop your dog from pulling. And they're front clip harnesses. Now, front clip harnesses do have a place. However, I think there is a different meaning for using a front clip harness, and I'll go over that in a minute. But what I want to talk about is the harness that everybody buys that goes on the dog's back, and you clip the leash to the back. This just creates a sled dog. If you have ever watched any sled dog competition, they're all clipped from the back. And it is the way to get the most amount of power efficiently from the dog into moving the sled. So why we put leashes on the back of dogs for the purpose of expecting them to stop pulling. If you are putting it on the back of the dog because it's easier, it's simple, it takes the pressure off their neck, fine. But if you are under the uh, naive condition that putting it on the back of your dog is going to stop them from pulling, you're wrong. I have my leash on the back of my dog all the time. Why? Because he's not pulling. (laughs) He's walking with me, he's staying with me, and I'm not worried about him pulling. Yes, if there were a scenario where he would pull, he would have all the power to pull me down. But he doesn't, because we've worked on it. So it has its place in that respect. It is a little easier. It's probably more comfortable for the dog. But going back to designed harnesses for the front clip, the marketing on that is that there's pressure points in the shoulders and the pulling of the harness in a certain direction will actually turn the dog, which I have seen. Yes, dogs are weak side to side. Their abductors and adductors just aren't as strong as pushing them forward and back the way their primary movers do. So yes, you're, you're, you're using a mechanical disadvantage of the dog to manipulate their body into turning towards you. But I've also seen dogs pull straight through that, practically tripping over the harness to get to where they want to. I've seen the same thing with dogs having uh, head halters. Yes, head halters are great because they turn the dog's head and then we can reward them. However, what does it teach the dog? So if we look at it from the dog's perspective, one, harness or head halter, is a tool that when placed on, forces me to turn in a particular direction under the influence of that harness or tool. So our dog only turns because there's pressure on their front legs in an awkward way which makes them turn to relieve that pressure, and then we would reward. 
Same thing with the face halter. There's this weird pressure on the nose. They turn to relieve that pressure, then they get rewarded. So yes, does it have a time and a place? Absolutely. But if you're trying to get your dog to walk off leash, um, then you, you want to avoid as many tools as possible. So whatever you add into the training equation, you are eventually going to have to take away. So if you're going to add in a harness, just because somebody told you to add in a harness, it doesn't make any sense. If you're going to add in a face halter, just because somebody said put a face halter on your dog, it's so much easier. This doesn't make any sense. You're going to have to fade it out anyway if you don't want to be walking around with your dog in a harness or a face halter for the rest of their life. If that's what you want, that's fine. But what I'm saying is if you would much rather have your dog just walk with you off leash, you go to the park, they can be off leash, you go in hiking, you know, um, you go in just from the car to the house. I use that constantly. I just let my dogs out of the car and we walk straight to the house. It's one of the most convenient behaviors they know. So if you're doing that, if you're trying to get your dog to that level of trained, then never put a harness on your dog. Never put a face halter on your dog. Just don't. You know, might as well never put a leash on your dog at that point. But, of course, there's safety things. So, the more things you add to the equation, the more you're going to have to subtract later. It's just math. So, you don't want to do that. Start with your dog off-leash. Do a lot of your training off-leash. Just get them wanting to be around you. And it becomes so much easier later on. Now, if you're using a long line to help with working on just having them in a larger proximity, that's absolutely fine. But you don't want to be using the long line to get their attention. You might want to stop them from doing something bad. But only reward them when they give you their attention freely and unprompted. The harness, the halty, the leash, it all is a prompt. And in the absence of a prompt, they're not going to do it. It's negative reinforcement, right? There's pressure on. They do something to relieve the pressure. They do the behavior. Pressure gets released in order to reinforce the behavior. That's what negative reinforcement is. Taking something away to reinforce the behavior. Negative reinforcement. Taking it away to reinforce the behavior. So if there's pressure on the leash or the collar or the harness or the halty, and they take it away... It's negative reinforcement, but we know negative reinforcement only teaches the dog that in the absence of the negative reinforcement, everything is okay. That's exactly what it teaches them. In the absence of reinforcement, everything is okay. Everything I do is okay. So if they're off leash or the harness isn't on, there is an absence of negative reinforcement. There's an absence of pressure. So they think everything they're doing is okay. So you don't even want to you don't even want to entertain the thought of using a harness or a halty if you ever have goals of having a dog off leash. So what do you do if you want your dog off leash and you've been using a halty or a harness or a collar? You got to take a huge step back. Huge step back. You now have to go all the way back to the beginning. Start training without a leash, without the harness without any equipment, go all the way back. You should have a clicker, you should have treats or toys, but that is it. Anything else is a prompt. I'm sorry that you put in so much work and now I have to go back, 
But if you just started from the beginning without a leash, you'd never have to add it. It's as simple as that. Take everything away. Everything away. And enable yourself to actually train your dog. Think about your dog as a wild animal, and you are trying to tame it. We don't tame wild beasts by strapping them down. That is an old method. We do it through trust. We do it through bonding. We build a connection. Think about wild horses. Yes, you have to get on a horse and you have to ride the horse until the horse learns it's okay for you to be on their back. But that's only in some incidences. In most incidences, they take a horse, they feed it every single day. Now the dog, the horse starts to enjoy that person coming around because it means food. Then the person gives them water. Then the person grooms them, building trust while touching them and moving behind them and be, you know, very slow process. You might not get on your horse for a year and actually be able to ride and move around because you got to build some trust. Then if a horse has never had a saddle on, you got to desensitize them to the equipment, which takes a while. So you slowly give them more and more equipment on their back. You add some weight. You add buckets is the classic thing where um, the buckets are kind of moving around and the horse is okay with it. Then you get on the horse for a second and then jump back off. But at no point are you hitting the horse or, or pulling the horse or dragging the horse. One, you're not going to be able to drag it, okay, which is constantly what we do with dogs because they're smaller animals. We manipulate them. We move them around. You're not going to be able to do that with a horse. You're just not. So I don't know why we try to do it with dogs. It doesn't make sense. So why do it? Go all the way back to the beginning. Train your dog properly the first time. Go to matadorcanine.com and get more resources. Get out there. Get training. I'll talk to you soon.